we need to focus on the consumer and always have them top of mind in everything we do. Hello, this is Sue Freck, and I'm your host of the Happy Marketer Connection podcast, brought to you by Vesta. Each week, along with my guests, other fellow passionate marketers, we'll explore engaging and inventive marketing strategies and toast brands making impactful consumer connections. Please kick back, relax, and join our happy half hour of marketing inspiration and positivity, and come away a happier and smarter marketer. I'm thrilled to introduce the guest for today's episode, Gina Bonafidi. Gina is the Director of Sales and Marketing Communications for DAS Companies. And while you may not realize it, DAS Companies has a big impact on your life, especially now. For those of you who don't know, they are a supply chain marketing portfolio company. Anyone who's ever taken a road trip, stopped at a travel center like a pilot flying J or loves travel stop has seen their products. Anything sold in these facilities that is not food or beverage comes from DAS companies, so they support business and leisure travelers across the U.S. But their main focus of DAS is professional truck drivers. Their RoadPro family brands offers products that bring the comforts of home to the road for the professional truckers. So now more than ever, these essential workers are critical to delivering the products that keep us all healthy and fed. And DAS companies is helping them stay on the road. Today, we're going to be talking about the marketing efforts of DAS and how their connection with their consumers and customers is strengthening during this time for a lasting positive impact on their brand. So welcome, Gina. Thank you so much for joining me on the Happy Marketer Connection podcast. I'm really excited to speak with you. I know you've been a partner of ours for over a year now, but I am excited to get a chance to talk to you in a different way. So welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So for kicking off, I like to start with an icebreaker. Uh, we are the Happy Marketer Connection. So in the happy hour theme, even though this is a half hour <laughs> podcast, um, would just love to know what is your happy hour drink or food of choice and why? Yeah, so um, it is a cosmopolitan. Um, I have always loved them and they are quite delicious. Food, I would say my husband and I, we are Italian and we love our bruschetta for a food of choice for happy hour. So cosmopolitan and bruschetta. Love it. Delicious. Do you make your own or you have a place to go for the Cosmo? <laughs> um, actually, my husband makes them. Um, he, I used to, you know, have a restaurant that we would go to, of course, prior to kids, etc. cetera. But um, yeah, no, my husband makes them and they are excellent. Excellent. Good reason to stay married. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. So today we're talking about connection marketing. Um, one of the things that I loved in working with you early on is talking about how important your customers are to you and how you are connecting with them. And I think that is also one of the reasons why you wanted to build a community. But when we think of connection marketing today, I think it is more important than ever. We look at um, this idea of a virtual world, social distancing, the new normal. So talk to me about connection marketing. What does that mean for DIS, for you, for your team? If you can just tell me a little bit about um, connection marketing from your perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So our primary customer is actually professional truck drivers. So um, for those of you that don't know a lot about truckers or trucking, it can be a very lonely life. So if you are an over-the-road driver, you are essentially away from your family roughly 20 nights a month. 
Wow. So yeah. that's, that's tough. That's a lot. And they, you know, they're stopping at travel centers and they're spending, you know, on average a couple hours of visit and they're, you know, using the restroom, showers, food, and, you know, also having a chance to socialize with other drivers. So that's their social time. So a lot of that has been taken away um, with the current crisis, you know, in our country and the pandemic and now the, you know, new crisis. So it's, it's been very hard on them to say the least. So um, us as Road Pro family of brands, um, you know, want to be there as much as we can for them. So we have been taking several different actions. We've been posting video content. Uh, we've created a web page that does have all the COVID information in one place that our drivers can reference if they're looking for it. But we've also made an effort to have content that's not COVID related or related to the other crisis in our country right now so that they have a, a break and a place to go that's not related to all of this um, quote unquote bad news. So we're trying to be there as much as we can through our social communities, through our social media outlets and just giving them someone to talk to, um, someone to correspond with, we also have a pro council of drivers that we have conference calls with, and we're trying to get information from them as far as, you know, what we can do to help our community out there. And we really want to be with them. Our engagement me metrics have been actually very high during this time because I think, I think drivers and our audience are looking for an outlet and for brands to be there for them and to connect with them. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think that, you know, you have as a brand connected with your customers, which is the professional truck drivers for years. So this isn't new. But in this pandemic, in this time period, how did you know what what messaging? How did you know what they wanted to hear? What sort of advice would you have for other brands as they're saying, you know, what should I communicate to my customers as the time goes by? That's a tricky topic because you know, you don't want to over communicate and you don't want to focus on topics that they're hearing about everywhere else. So what we've done is we've tapped into our brand influencers and our advocates that we do communicate with frequently. I mentioned our pro council and we've had in-depth conversations with them relative to the content that they're looking for and in turn the rest of our audience is looking for so we have definitely relied very heavily on our brand influencers and our brand advocates at the top of our community pyramid during this time period so a question we often get asked when we talk about influencers or people that are for example on your council is are they being paid are you paying those those individuals how are you um, doing a value exchange for them yeah, great question. So our pro council, I would say it's a combination um, of several different aspects relative to quote unquote payment. So our pro council, they they test a lot of products for us. So if we have products coming to the market, we you know send them whether it's prototype versions or whether they are actual market pieces. We, we give them the opportunity to test these products for us. They fill out a very official survey and provide feedback. And, you know, they are 
always willing to give us pointers and things we can do to improve the product. So, so that's one part of it. And so they test product for us. And also because we're DAS companies, so along with our proprietary line of RoadPro family of brands, we also have um, other global brand partners that we distribute, such as Garmin and Rand McNally and Blue Parrot. So we'll actually partner with a lot of those brands too, and they will interact with our council and have them test products too. So that's, that's one way of giving back to these drivers for what they do for us. So we're always happy to have them test product. On the other end, we, we do ask for information from them. So we, we want to know firsthand what's going out there on the, what's going on out there on the road and how we can help and how we can improve our relationships with these drivers. So we actually have a rewards program um, that is executed at travel centers called Road Pro Rewards. And we'll use that platform. If they fill out a survey, for example, they receive X amount of points and they can then turn points in for digital gift cards. So that's that's really how we pay them per se. But you know, we value their information and their feedback so much. And we do have, because we want it to be, you know, very substantial and important to these drivers. We do have a list of, you know, different things, whether it's surveys or testing product or posting on social, and we will have certain point allocations and amounts uh, for each of those actions. And it's worked very well for us. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And that's not so different. I mean, we, you know, from my perspective, supporting truck drivers is very different than um, some of the other brands that we might work with in, in the oral care or the laundry care, but the fundamentals are not that different. You know, consumers, customers, they want to be valued. They want to be rewarded with a, a value exchange. So if you're asking for a survey, giving them points of some sort. So it's, I guess, basically back to human nature, having that feeling of importance. If I'm going to give you time, what am I getting in exchange? And it sounds like you're doing a, a great job with that. How about, um, fatigue? Are you focusing, you know, we've been in this for several weeks now, are you focusing your message um, sort of coming out of, of COVID-19, the country's opening up? How are you thinking about messaging going forward? What does the future look like um, with, with your communication and connection marketing? Yeah, so we will continue um, relative to our strategy as we've been. But for us, it's really, you know, consumers are getting back on the highways of America. And that that has a great impact on our audience. Uh, for example, professional drivers had said this actually relative to traffic has been one of the easiest periods that they've had in their entire careers because there hasn't been traffic on the road. So they're able to um, drive more smoothly, make better time, better gas mileage and things like that. So we're, we're focusing on, you know, consumers hitting the road again, um, businesses opening back up and how that's going to impact our drivers and trying to focus our messaging, you know, around that. And then just staying as positive as possible and, you know, continuing um, to thank them for their service during this time, especially, um, but always as well. And so we don't, we won't have a major, major shift. We're just trying to stay as positive as possible and adapt to the changes that are happening around us and more importantly around them. 
Yeah, that makes so much sense. I could see that as the country opens up, maybe people aren't getting on planes and certainly not going on cruises, but they yeah. are going to do road travel. You know, they're missing family and friends. And um, obviously the everyday consumer is a customer of yours as well, stopping at any rest stop or travel center. Um, so I could see that you may see an uptick um, before maybe some other travel industry businesses as well. Yeah, the idea of road trips um, is definitely a big one right now. You know, more specifically as we look at the DAS companies uh, side of our business. So you're absolutely right. So people are going to be road tripping, um, not necessarily getting on planes anytime in the near future. So we do expect uh, uptick in travel of mobile business people and leisure travelers and exactly what you mentioned, visiting family and friends and doing more of the camping, staying in hotels and driving type outings. So that that's a great thing. And, you know, we're excited for that and we're excited to help accommodate these travelers. Yeah, I would think also, I know I do this um, and I can't wait to have my first road trip. Um, when you're out on the road, you know, with your family and you're you're walking into a travel center, are you checking out your products every time? Like I can't go into a supermarket without looking at my client's products. Um, oh my God. What's that experience? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I do that every single time I enter travel centers. And of course I have three young kids, so you can imagine what our experience is like walking in and they're seeing all the impulse displays, all the products, the gifts and toys <laughs> and novelty products. So yes, by default I'm looking, but again, I love you know checking out what our products look like in store. So yes, no, I absolutely cannot enter a travel center <laughs> without um, checking out our products. Even my husband does the same thing now. He's aware of our products. That's so great. And you have your own little testers. I know that I see like, uh, for, you know, the impulse buys, you see a, a point of sale promotion work. You're like, yes, this yes. is excellent. Absolutely. <laughs> of course, then you have to buy them another stuffy. So yes, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have lots of them. So let's, um, I have a question from a community member. I think you talked about it really, but Sammy L asks, you know, what are you doing to support your customers? So we've talked about how you're communicating with them. Is there anything outside of the communication that you're doing to support your customers during this time? Yes, absolutely. So like I said before, we're really trying to talk to our influencers and our advocates. Um, as one example, it's been really hard as more so at the beginning, uh, more in the April, um, you know, beginning of May timeframe, drivers were required to be wearing masks, but they were not able to find masks or purchase them. So we actually did um, create not create, but we worked with a lady that was making masks and we, we did make masks. We tried to gather as much hand sanitizer as we could, um, to ship to our drivers. Um, the ones that, you know, are our close influencers and advocates. So we did that and that was a little thing, but it meant yeah. a lot to them. Also as DAS companies, knowing the need right now for, um, you know, hand sanitizer, the health and safety products, we are working on a program to bring to travel centers so that these items are available um, to our drivers, to our mobile business travelers, as well as our leisure travelers. So that's kind of an example outside of communication. Yeah, that's excellent. It's so great to see you're supporting because those drivers are our frontline workers. Like they are yeah. keeping products on shelves and in our homes. And so, you know, we're all super grateful. So anything that you're doing is also trickling down, which I'm so appreciative of. 
Community-powered marketing delivers a new world of sales growth. Our Vesta platform elevates your brand presence, delivers predictive insights, and transforms your consumers into lasting brand advocates. To learn more, find us at vesta-go.com. Truck driving, truck world. When I, when I talk to my friends and family and say I work with DAS companies and explain, and they say, wow, I just didn't expect that to be a customer. How did you end up working at DAS Industries? You know, I mean, what is what does that career path look like? Yeah, um, so it's something that I actually stumbled upon after I was on maternity leave with my third child, not looking for a job opportunity at all. Um, I was working in hardwood flooring at the time for Armstrong. So it was something that came up. I didn't even know existed um, in our geographical area. So it's a company, it's DAS. It literally, our headquarters is in the middle of a cornfield. Um, it's about 30 minutes from my house. I came upon this opportunity through a friend of a friend that, you know, they were looking for a marketer and I, you know, met, met with my boss, uh, at, the, at that time and, you know, started to get some insight and education on this industry. And, you know, one thing led to another and it was, it ended up being a really cool opportunity with a completely different industry that I had never um, really known much about um, or obviously worked in. So um, anyway, I took the opportunity and it's been fantastic. And, you know, talking about professional trucking and the drivers here today, I, that's been my favorite part of this job is learning about this audience because they are very unique. Um, they're passionate and it's just been such a treat to learn about them, get to know them. And they're just an all around awesome group of people. And I just really enjoyed getting to know the audience and working with them. That's so exciting. Like the idea that you can work with such um, an interesting group and, and be so grateful for it. I love hearing that. How much of your skill transferred from Armstrong previous work transferred over to what you're doing today versus how much did you need to learn? Was it more just learning about the customer versus the actual basics of marketing? Obviously, you've got a, a long career in marketing, but how much translated right away? And then how much was it really just learning through, through doing the work? Yeah, so a lot of it, a lot of it translated right away. Um, in my previous role, um, it was actually I mentioned hardwood flooring, um, but that was actually prior to this. I was actually working in building supplies and working with architects on architectural specialty ceilings. So the audience was very, very different, as you can imagine. But um, obviously, a lot of the marketing tactics, um, social media was really emerging at that point in time. Um, so a lot of the marketing translated very naturally. But I will say this idea of community marketing and connecting in a huge way with the community is a more recent concept, I feel like, within marketing over the past several years. Um, working with this audience has really given me the opportunity to learn more about community marketing and truly seeing firsthand what impact it can have on an audience and what it means to a consumer. So um, that's really what I've learned just working with this audience. And it has been a little bit new and I've, you know, learned a lot 
over the past, you know, two to three years. I've been in the role for about five years, but I'd say community marketing has really impacted the progress we've had with our audience. So it's been really cool. So what advice would you have for, because it is, is newer, I mean, we've been at our company doing community marketing for 10 years, but that was our own audience first. Mm-hmm. Building communities for brands has been, you know, five, six years, which is more, more recent. What would you say to another brand that says, I'm thinking of building a community, you know, how do I get started? What would, what would you say to them? I would say that the idea that they're even thinking of building a community for their audience means they are on the absolute right track. And building these relationships with consumers today and nurturing those relationships and really being there for them, that's what consumers want. It's different than it was several years ago. you know, and that's what can really differentiate you in a sea of brands, uh, really showing that you genuinely care about your customers and that you listen to your customers. Because at the end of the day, all of us as consumers, we want to feel like um, our voice matters and that brands care about us and what we think and the feedback we have about their products. Because at the end of the day, we're interested in, you know, what the products can do for us and how they can help enhance our lives. So I would absolutely say to move forward with a brand community. It has been an awesome experience for us. And I truly think it matters to our audience. And, you know, it can, it can change how they feel about a brand, uh, knowing that they formed these communities. Yeah. Yeah. And that relationship, we we're calling it like this emotional loyalty because there's loyalty. You like a product because it delivers on its promise. It does what it says, but emotional loyalty is I've given you feedback. You, you heard me. I'm telling you, I'm helping you innovate your next product. Um, You, you want to know what matters to me. That's that emotional loyalty. So I think you make a great point that, you know, DAS has done such a good job listening and having that constant feedback loop and you're leveraging that. That's in real time. You don't have to wait a year to get that feedback from sales results. You get to hear, you know, firsthand um, what your customers want. And that's so invaluable and then a competitive advantage. So my last question is just around this word resilience. You know, it's so important um, as a marketer, (laughs) of course, you have up and downs, you've got career up and downs, you've got campaigns up and downs, you have obviously market up and downs, but can you talk to me about a time when you really needed to have resilience, something that you worked on, a project or um, something in your career? Yes, I can absolutely do that. So um, this is probably 10 plus years ago at the beginning of my marketing communications career. I I was chosen for this project, which was a high profile project. We had several plants at the time and we were inviting customers as a major company initiative to come visit our plants and see firsthand, you know, what we do for our customers and the process we go through to manufacture products and all of the things that go into that. So I had this great thought that, you know, it was when video was really coming, you know, into marketing and starting to become big. And I was like, why don't we, you know, create this video that talks about our brand and tells our customers, um, you know, all the great things that we do. And, you know, we'll show this video first thing when people enter for our um, location or plant tour. 
So everyone loved that idea. I was so excited to get started and I started to work with a company to produce this video. And I talked about, you know, how great our brand is and all the things that we do for our customers and what differentiates us and, you know, why they should keep buying from us and so on and so forth. And I was, you know, very close to a final version of this and had to share it with our vice marketing at the time. And, you know, we watched this video. It was about a two minute video. It was well done, high quality. And I was just, you know, couldn't wait to get the, wow, like great job, Tina. You know, you've really done it this time. And quite the opposite. And it was, Gina, you know, can you count for me how many times we say our brand name and we say the pronoun we over the course of this video? And I was like, hmm. I was like, that's odd, but okay, you know, I'll, I'll do that. And I, you know, went through that exercise and it was a lot and it felt like every other word or sentence had, you know, one of those two things in it. And I started to realize what her point was. And after we talked, you know, I learned a very, very important thing that day uh, from her that has always stuck with me. Always, always have to focus on the audience and what's in it for them. They want, um, they want to hear from you, but they want it to be about them. So instead of making it about us and our brand and what, you know, why we're so great, we need to focus on the consumer and always have them top of mind in everything we do. So that was something I <laughs> learned the hard way and, but I have never forgotten it. And that's, you know, even today as we're talking about community marketing, it's a concept that has really not gone away in our marketplaces and, you know, how we interact with customers. Yeah, that is such a good lesson. And I think, you know, we're in the process of redoing our branding and our website now, and I'm going to go back and look and make sure <laughs> That it's about our customers because it's true. You get so hung up and focused on the marketing terms and terminology and, and yeah. making sure that you're just articulate about what we do and who we are. And you really do forget about that customer. And I think you've done, again, such a great job marketing to your customers and communicating to them today. And, and I'm sure it's the foundation from your VP of marketing early on. So yes. thank you for that <laughs> lesson. Very, very grateful. So I want to thank you so much for your time, Gina. I know how busy you are. This has been excellent. I think we all have some lessons here about connection marketing, keeping our customers in the forefront, and just that feedback loop, making sure we're listening to them and using and leveraging that data, that data and that information uh, for all of our communication. So thank you so much. Yes. And thank you guys. And, you know, thank you, Sue, for having me today. And we're very grateful um, to Social Media Link for, you know, putting this opportunity in front of us to create this community and to make and give us the opportunity to connect on such a personal level with our audience. So thank you for having me today. And thank you for that. Thank you so much, Gina, for sharing your stories today. Really appreciate learning more about the professional truck drivers as they are frontline workers bringing us food and supplies each and every day. To hear more stories and lessons from Happy Marketers, be sure to subscribe to the Happy Marketer Connection podcast on your favorite app. To learn more about community building, our Vesta solution powers online communities, elevating your brand presence and turning consumers into lasting brand advocates. I welcome you to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter at Sue Freck or to find us at Vesta-Go.com. Thank you for listening.